Are you um, into the occult? How about the uh, heavy stuff? Whose blood is that? Is that your blood? No. Monkey man. Welcome to the Dead Harvey Podcast. This is the podcast for indie horror filmmakers and fans. This is where we talk about what's on our radar in indie horror. This is where we talk about the filmmaking process, try to give ideas to people. But in general, what we're trying to do here is find all these gems in the indie horror world and put them on your radar because A, we want more people watching indie horror and B, we want more people making indie horror. So today, what we're going to talk about is uh, well, we're talking about a couple of crowdfunding ones. Once a month, we pick a crowdfunding project, either Kickstarter or Indiegogo. There might be other platforms. I don't know about them. But um, we pick one each, uh, and then we talk about those. And today, we both kind of found ones that are related to exploitation film. And exploitation film, actually, the more I kind of took a look into it, is probably one of my favorite kind of genre slash subgenres. Is one of the most endearing, yes. Uh, it's, well, I mean, when you actually think about what exploitation means, like you think about certain Grindhouse and 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 some of the stuff that like uh, Blackula and uh, uh, and and stuff like that from back in the day. But really, it, exploitation is something different. So we'll get into what exploitation is. Uh, we'll also get into some of our favorite exploitation films. But first, we're going to talk about these two crowdfunding ones. I think I should go first because the the one that you've picked is clearly an exploitation film. Yeah. <laughs> well, by the title uh, alone, actually, it's a yeah. horror movie. But the title is exploitation. Yeah. Yeah. Which, but yeah, I mean, that's actually part of an exploitation film is simply that's true. Is simply the title it's, alone is trying to yeah, draw you absolutely. in. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so the one I found is actually a short film. Uh, it's a psychological horror. Uh, it's called The Recipe. Uh, it's kind of got some messed up stuff going on in it, but what I, what I kind of appreciated was that they managed to get Ashlyn Yenny to, uh, commit to being the lead actress in it. And she actually is from the human centipede and a bunch of other, other stuff. And when looking at this, it's actually looks like the, the, what they've done, it looks like it's kind of all, all the, all the artwork that they're putting together, the trailer and everything about it is actually pretty slick. They are not at their goal yet, but it's, it, it's still got a month to go. So it's fairly new. It's on Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, it's called the recipe film and the Kickstarter's already labeled it a project. They love it's about a, it's about a breakdown of a housewife uh, and uh, who reveals a dark secret to her husband over a not so ordinary meal. So you can only imagine where this kind of goes. I like the whole idea of it because there's all this psychological shit that goes on in a, in a, marriage anyhow and, and and to have a psychological breakdown doesn't seem too far-fetched you mean psychological bliss that goes on in a yeah marriage? it's just constant psychological bliss oh oh <laughs> this is this is cool on this it's uh so the recipe it has uh the picture of it on here when you go to the kickstarter page for it it's very shining like like if you look it's mm -hmm. got a picture of this this lady and she's got like sort of like a wolf hat on or some kind of like a bear sort of hat on and in the on the background wallpaper reminds me of the tile or not the tile but like the flooring in the shining and remember that scene in the shining where he goes in the hotel room and he sees that guy in that creepy like wolf outfit totally reminds me of that it totally has that vibe to it but cool very like kubrickian creepy 70s style kind of like even the way it's lit kind of looks like a 70s horror movie it's cool yeah and it's actually cool it's from a female uh writer director duo as well um which is pretty sweet 
and uh so it's cameron holly dexter is the is the one who's behind it she's the director uh she's a freelance filmmaker but she's done work with, with on projects that have been screened at sundance and south, south by southwest she's a horror fan she's uh been involved with the brooklyn horror film festival uh and she's on a, a true crime podcast called that's so fucked up uh so she's she's clearly in this space and if you look at the page you go find it, it, it it's slick i mean everything about it is slick and done right and i think it is, is yeah yeah it has a more family-friendly um, name for the podcast because she abbreviates it as TSFU. <laughs> but, uh, but I think that's awesome that she does a true crime podcast. Yeah, but I, I think you just look at this. It's mm-hmm. just a, first off, love the idea. But they've done like they, they've done such a good job on the stuff that they're offering here, and and she's clearly probably tapping her podcast audience mm-hmm. and tapping other stuff to to put this together. But it's just if you want to look at what a good Kickstarter campaign looks like this is it. Uh, it. It looks great. And I also love the fact it's a psychological horror, but uh, the, the tie-in for exploitation is, of course, that they have Ashlyn uh, Yenny, who uh, started on Human Centipede. And and Human Centipede, of, of course, I don't even know if it's called exploitation. But it, Oh, it, well, it, I uh, think uh, Human Centipede would redefine exploitation. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> but it, it literally is taking something yeah. and, and, and exploiting it. I don't know. Well, Human Centipede, we could do an entire podcast on just shock horror, like, uh, like Human Centipede. Yeah, definitely. But, it would be merging a couple different genres. Like when I was looking at Wikipedia for definitions of exploitation, they're saying that they usually merge a couple different genres together. So you would have your monster centipede uh, metaphorical genre mm-hmm. plus your shock genre. Genre, plus your um, mouth to cornhole genre, <laughs> plus horror. Yeah. But I also plus love mad the fact- scientist genre too, because there's mad scientists that orchestrates this in there. Actually, Human Centipede's a pretty awesome movie. The the, the sequels sort of freaked me out a little bit. Um, yeah. where, well, the second one is a little hard to get through. I didn't see the third one with Eric Roberts, but I actually like the first one quite. Not one that I'm going to go on want to go on and rewatch all the time, but I admire it um, for, for what it is. Balls, and yeah. it's actually a pretty decently made movie too. Oh, the original, yeah. yeah. And by the way, I typically just like whatever Eric Roberts is in, anyhow. So it's uh, it's yeah, he's in the third, but I haven't seen that one. But the first one, Dietrich Glazer, the guy that plays the mad yeah. scientist, he's pretty awesome in that. He's awesome. I mean, and it's it's such a, I mean, you know, for obvious reasons, because somebody probably hasn't been crazy enough to do it before as a concept that has not been done yet. But they <laughs> uh, clearly it did well, and huh. enough people were fascinated. I remember when people were just talking about that movie for a long time after well, that. Well, it it, yeah. it was so over the top. Mm-hmm. And so exploitive. I, I'm I'm calling it an exploitation film because it was oh, so yeah, just t- just took that and 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 went so over the top that it, it blew outside of any mm. horror. Like it, yeah. it it became like everyone knew about this movie called yeah, the Centipede because it was so over the top. And I also love the fact that they go out and get Ashlyn Yenny from that and leverage it like as if that's like a big thing. It's not like it's like oh you got Brad Pitt over there. You got uh, mm-hmm. oh we got Ashlyn Yenny from Human Centipede. How do you yeah. like them apples? So it's cool that Human Centipede has enough staying power to leverage the actress into uh, into this uh, Kickstarter campaign. But yeah. I thought it's really well done. If you if you want to know what a Kickstarter campaign should look like, go on to Kickstarter and look for the recipe. It's live now uh, for uh, about a month. So that that's yeah. my that's my pick. Now now onto yours, uh, which is going to take us from your pick, which is clearly an exploitation film into um talking about exploitation film but what, what what did you find oh well right before i mention that i'll just say that it's pretty cool that the director on the recipe you can tell that she's obvious you know like how we talk about sometimes people aren't legit horror fans she's clearly if she's doing a true crime podcast she's a legit horror fan 
So yeah. I think that's cool. Well, okay. well, the whole thing about everything she has in there is, uh, is, is uh, I'm on page with. It's good stuff. Okay. So my pick is bitch ass. Um, <laughs> because when I was looking, I was just like, okay, what kind of new horror movies are out here? The last time I was looking and I found PMS Cop, I found out it was an older one. So I figured out how to look for new horror movies. Uh, bitch ass pulled up right away and I just started laughing at the title. But the clearly the title is exploitation but the concept is is that there's a there's a guy who's kind of like docile and he gets beaten up by by a gang and left for dead and they nickname him bitch ass and then a gang goes to break into his house 20 years later i believe it's like the same gang that that goes to break into his house 20 years later and they know who he is they know like the story about him and that he's docile and then he takes his revenge on him and so this is billed in indiegogo.com as an all-black horror film with the first masked black serial killer Goodbye, Jason. Meet bitch ass. Um, so I was thinking, has there been like a has, has there been like a well, can, mask, can, like like killer with mask, a mask? Not on? Mask. I was like, well, no, Candyman does not have Candy a mask Man, on. Candyman so, yeah, does, yeah. yeah, Candyman does not have a mask on. Uh, but Candyman was pretty much touted as the first black horror character, yeah. unless you can't. What was Candyman before Blade? Because you could probably count Blade. Well, Blade would be like horror superhero. So, so uh, Candy, Candyman would be like I'm not sure where the time frame pulls in between the two. They're like roughly around the same time. But um, Candyman is a straight. It's just like an epic, like gothic horror villain. So he would be along like the lines of like a Michael Myers or a Freddy. He's got yeah. his own mythology to it. So um, I think I, I think. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say, and black horror does have its history because one I mentioned earlier, like it's it, 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 it's like exploitation to a T. Yeah, is is, is uh, Blackula, right? Oh yeah, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if Blackula is a, considered a horror character. Well, it would be. It would. Well, yeah, not not, like, well, not not with a mask on. So so they are right if they're pitching it as like a, <laughs> like a horror villain, like with with a mask on. This would be the first one. Although the thing is, is that like what I've seen. The only thing that I've seen in the trailer that like does not stand out to me yet is like the concept and the name is hilarious. That's going to sell it right away, mm-hmm. right there. And it's like sort of like an urban legend kind of. Uh, kind of killer like in the in the projects or whatnot like Candyman was the new version of that which is great um but and i think that that's going to stand and also independently because it's like you can tell the bulk of the action will probably take place when the gang members go in to attack him and then he gets his revenge on them so the majority of that's going to probably take place in the house and be budget friendly and they asked for uh 25 grand and they got uh so they've they're, already they're, got twenty five six seventy six. So they've already they're got over. Their goal. You're gonna, still, this this means that yet. you will be seeing bitch ass yeah. at some point in time because they've they've uh, they've reached their goal. That's <laughs> Yeah, but like for what they should like, they have a trailer which is pretty cool. But like for what they haven't shown in the trailer yet is really like. So he's got a mask on, but you can't see much of him. Hopefully, we'll get another trailer where it will reveal sort of like what iconic imagery he'll have because this one could be like a pretty cool franchise if they have a iconic imagery behind him. Like you know when you, when you see Candyman, you see the meat hook. When you see Michael Myers, you see the mm. the knife, and then like the William Shatner mask. When you see Jason, you see the hockey mask. Was before it was the bag on there. But if they incorporate some things like that into this, this could be this could be something that could get a couple of sequels behind it. Yeah, it could be, this could be the birth of a franchise here. I mean, and, and actually, it looks like the money they're raising here is not necessarily for production. It looks like it's it's post-production stuff. So if you go on to there, they're like, oh, the money we still need is for visual effects, uh, probably some finishing stuff, you know, yeah. for e- editing, festival fees, and stuff like that. So <clears throat> I'm assuming it's they probably have a bigger budget than what the what they have here. But hey, go support these guys. Let's see, like the more money they get, the more visual effects they can add. Uh, 
Yeah, because it looks like it's it looks like a shot, and they're just this is just finishing funds. That's cool. Yeah, because because the, the trailer looked pretty done right there. Um, so here's what. So um, it's also an homage to hood horror films from the '90s, uh, Tales from the Hood and People Under the Stairs, which are both really cool movies. And Tales from the Hood actually had a sequel to it that came out recently. Mm-hmm. Um, People Under the Stairs, of course, the Wes Craven classic. Looking at the the homage to hood horror films, like not only does he mention Tales from the Hood and People Under the Stairs, I like how he mentions Meteor Man because I distinctly remember Meteor Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. He says he's got some Easter eggs from other prominent '90s black films like Set It Off, Above the Rim, and Meteor Man. Yeah, yeah and Meteor <laughs> Man. I I distinctly remember Meteor Man. It was it was <laughs> awesome. Oh yeah, Robert Townsend. Yeah, who yeah. also did like a really cool uh, indie movie called um, Hollywood Shuffle, which is a pretty sweet movie. Uh, yeah, it's classic. Oh, uh, and this is also funny too. When he mentions that it's uh, got Easter eggs from Meteor Man, he goes, "Yep, I said Meteor Man." So he's, <laughs> he's fully aware of. Well, you're aware of it. It's hilarious. I, the, the funny thing about Meteor Man is that, like, I just as soon as I read the words Meteor Man, <laughs> I came back. It all came back. I was like, "Fuck, that was a good movie." And I probably haven't thought about it in 25 years. I haven't even seen it. I've seen like maybe parts of it, and I've seen oh. parts of Blank Man, but I haven't seen. Oh, watch individually. Watch I have seen Leonard Man. Part Six in its entirety, though. I that's, I, that's good know, for different reasons. Do you do, <laughs> I, 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 like Dirty Secret? I saw Leonard Part Six in the theaters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw it in the theaters. I paid to go see that. I was a kid. I think my dad took me to see it. It wasn't um, when Eddie Murphy did Pluto and Nash that was later. That was kind of what well, it wasn't I, as it wasn't as much of like um, a hilarious disaster as as Leonard Part Six was. But Leonard Part Six is awesome because of its absurdity mm-hmm. and entertaining bad movie qualities. Yeah. Oh no. There's. there's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just bad. But but the, the, the worst part about Leonard Part Six is it was bad, mm-hmm. but it it thought it was good. That's that's yeah that's what makes uh that's what makes an enjoyably bad movie. You can't like start. You can't try to purposefully make a bad movie. You have to try and make a good movie and have it be enjoyably bad in the process because the lines have to be delivered straightforward and with earnestness. Oh, correct. Or else, or else correct. Work. Yeah. So anyhow, so like in in the, the like taking this off of those two, check out mm-hmm. both of those on in, in Indiegogo and Kickstarter. Yeah. But now, because clearly both of them had some foot in exploitation, let's talk about what exploitation is. So exploitation, like there's certain movies I think you think about uh, as an exploitation film, uh, especially a lot of, it's a lot of like, you know, call, I don't think it's really the 60s, but 60s, 70s grindhouse type stuff where they're really just trying to make a buck and, and, and off a title or a theme, they're trying to make it. But realistically, exploitation means that they're basically trying to exploit some sort of niche or, or trend or lurid content, whether it's like porn or, 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 or something or, or, or like some sort of nasty mm-hmm. content and exploit it for financial gain. Like it, it basically what you're talking about is like, hey, can we hitch our hitch our the whole idea of this on a title, on, on yeah. a theme, on a on a something like 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 all the jailhouse female movies in the 70s. Those are all exploitation. Films. Yeah, it's basically like a like a gimmick among other things so we could look at yeah. the definition of wikipedia because yeah. we know that wikipedia is always 100 yeah well that's kind of where i got um, from because so, so. even in the even yeah. in that thing because that's exactly right they're, they're basically trying to succeed financially by exploiting a trend genre or lurid content yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and and that's where it is and in, in, in fact the, the first thing they refer to in here is, is night of the living dead and i wouldn't think of night of the living dead as exploitation but well they say um film these films are generally low quality b movies but sometimes they can attract critical attention and cult followings and some of these films such as night of the living dead set trends to become historically important so mm. that that's fairly accurate you know sometimes the, the exploitation movies are are pretty much kind of like um 
at their base, like what they're described, just like a gimmick or to, or to exploit like subject matter or topic. Yeah. Other times they can go on to be really influential movies or, or total classics, like cult classics, or just like great movies in and of themselves. Yeah. yeah. But what's not, great is the variety of them. Though. Yeah. And they're not designed necessarily to be good. That's the point. Yeah. They're, ne- they're, they're, they're designed to make a buck. Yeah. And, and they're basically doing like Roger Corman did piles of them, right? Where it's just yeah. uh, like those biker films where it's a funny title and it might get you enough to rent it. And, and like I said, I think of like, oh, what's the one like, not, was it the prison women of Nazi women of the SS? I remember seeing as a kid. Oh, Elsa, she woman. Elsa, 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 she wolf of the SS. She wolf of the SS. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, so okay. I remember seeing that as a kid and just mm-hmm. being like, what? And it just had some boobs and some Nazi exploitation stuff going on. They're just weird movies. Um, yeah. And kind of really like going down. Uh, I mean, trauma. Trauma had a lot of trauma. Had a pile of uh, of, of exploitation films. Like, yeah. I, I would say, Surf Nazis Must Die is probably. Oh yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, or like Redneck Zombies. That one. No, this is kind of. But there's basically like some, and I think we do need to do. Um, a different, well, like a follow-up episode on this because we have so much we can dive into on this. But basically, just as an overview, you got like Reefer Madness from the 30s and 40s, those cautionary movies. Mm-hmm. You got the biker movies like The Wild Angels and The Born Losers, the Easy Riders, Satan Sadists, yeah. um, TC Company, Mad Max, of course, later. Ex- yeah. yeah, and the exploitation is an Easy Rider. It was the 10 biker movies that came after trying to right, exactly. that trend, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Like, And even, well, I guess like Mad Max in a way is kind of like a classier exploitation one but movies like were, were like hell's angels on wheels or motorcycle yeah. those would definitely yeah. be they're like oh easy rider did well we've got a trend going there let's do a, a title that's exactly like it copy the poster and put it out there and see if we can make a buck and we got black exploitation which we mentioned blackula then we got um also uh sweet sweetback's badass song which is uh mario van peebles <laughs> dad melvin van peebles yep. who was done all kinds of cool stuff was very influential himself and mario van peebles did a movie where he played his father it was like uh basically like um, a biography about it and then uh and then his, his dad making the movies and being influential and then he got cannibal films which is like a lot of those that popped up in the 70s well, cannibal, course, holocaust, cannibal the holocaust the most called the most famous cannibal holocaust, holocaust. yeah is, is the, it, yeah and the way it's shot low budget but it was meant for shock meant to make mm-hmm. a buck right um the other one that now looking at it i didn't realize like so uh, mondo films is is what uh um a human centipede would be where it's basically yeah. <laughs> they say mondo films shock or horror, shock, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah shock horror shockumentaries or quasi documentary films oh yeah so i guess no this is this would be cannibal holocaust not necessarily um a human centipede but it's shock horror quasi documentary mm-hmm. films about sensationalized topics faces uh, of death that kind faces of, stuff, of death yeah. would definitely be in there faces of death had no plot like, yeah <laughs> Uh, but my, one of my personal favorites, who I actually enjoy, and it's a like I never thought of them in exploitation, but of course they're exploitation, is the mockbusters, which are like from the asylum. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. where, yeah. where like and my favorite of all time, Titanic two. Like that is yeah. such a that is just the definition of exploitation. Like how many people went to rent Titanic two thinking it was somehow loosely tied to the original Titanic? Well, yeah, or some, about the some. Oh, dude, I used to when I was at the. Um... Hollywood. I used to have Hollywood video across from me when I was in LA and there would be all these families that would go and they would see the mockbusters 
mm-hmm. also known as remake remake exploitation films yeah. or just like ripping off Hollywood in its own right, which is great. But they would go and they would see these movies. And they'd be like, this is out on video already. And like the whole family would be all excited. They're like, mom, I can't believe it's out on video already. They're like, we must just be at the right video store. I can't believe they must have like struck a deal. Like, get it. So let's get it before anyone else grabs it. And then all these people would just get duped by this. Over yeah. and over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, now to actually tie it to, to something we personally know, uh, our friend made Cowboys and Indians. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he made it. It was super ultra low budget, but he was told that Westerns were were a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, that was the whole thing. It's like Westerns are kind of in right now. They're getting picked up. So he went off with, I think, like not very much money, made a shot a film called Cow- named it Cowboys and Indians. Yep. Made up a fancy poster. And, uh, and, and threw it out there. And, and, and how many people, like the funniest thing about it was how many people thought it was like, this is not what was advertised. It was essentially, um, he was capitalizing on the title alone yeah. and, and the poster art and getting people to rent it, buy it and whatever. I mean, good for him. Yeah. I mean, he did a great job considering the budget, but that is essentially an exploitation film. Cause he's, he's look, he's jumping on a trend and trying to make a quick buck. Yeah, for sure. And you got, of course, uh, Canucksploitation, which is uh, movies that are made in your your neck of the woods. And that, very, be like, like, very close know, to my heart. Things is like, like the Strange Brew. Strange Brew like Canucksploitation. Well, your exploitation. Your exploitation, <laughs> Strange Brew. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so let's look, at, let's look at the Canuck ones. Uh, okay, Canucksploitation, one of the famous ones of that. Okay. The core, okay, Bob Clark, of course, he did a Christmas story. He also did Black Christmas. And then you got Cronenberg, who did Shivers. Then you got uh, Death Weekend, of course, Rabbit, another Cronenberg movie. Uh, Starship Invaders, Deadly Harvest, Class of 1984, Videodrome, Curtains, Spasms, Defcon 4. Well, yeah. Prom Night, Prom Night, Scanners. Uh, <laughs> some of these are Class of 1984. It was a classic. Was oh, yeah. Perry King. Yeah, from Riptide. Yeah. That was the show yeah. I used to watch all the time. I mean, it's kind of funny, it, it, like, it, 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 and I think as a, I mean, honestly, like going out there looking at indie filmmakers and, and talking about this, it's exactly what it is. Look at what people are doing. Like the one they have in here, I don't know if we mentioned it, it's like car exploitation. I wouldn't have thought about it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, Death right. 2000, yeah. Yeah, uh, Cannibal Run, uh, uh, Mad Max. Uh, like, so it's basically like pick a theme, pick something, and just exploit the hell out of it for financial gain. But you are right. Like if I look up and down here, um, some of these are awesome and, and, and unintentionally awesome, right? Um, yeah. Uh, like stuff like Death Race 2000, fucking rad. Stallone was in. Uh, yeah. And it's also interesting to look at ones like, and this is where I don't know because they, they, they could flip. Like all of a sudden you see like, remember when uh, Armageddon came out and then there was yeah. about five, uh, there was about five films about about uh, asteroids hitting Earth that came out, like Deep Impact came out, and a bunch of other ones came out. I mean, essentially, they argue in Hollywood that, hey, we had the script, and you had a script, we did this together. But a lot of that shit is just, oh, they, they did well with Armageddon, everyone's into asteroids, let's all make an asteroid movie. So yeah, but looking at all these these independent films and these, these, uh, these exploitation films, I think there's a lot that an independent filmmaker can take away from this, because at the end of the day, we want to be making movies and we want to be making a buck. So if you can ride a trend, ride a trend. And if you look up and down all these, uh, that's 100% what this is about. This is take a theme, take a take an idea, take something else that's going on there and make money on it. 
And quite frankly, I find most of these quite entertaining, especially the mockbusters and, and, and some of these other ones, old school Nazi exploitation and things like that. Anyhow, thank you for listening to the Dead Harvey podcast. If you made it this far, clearly you are a fan of indie horror or are trying to make some indie horror yourself. So please go to uh, deadharvey.com. Uh, subscribe to our newsletter, reach out to us if you can, follow us on social media. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear about the projects you're working on. We'd love to uh, hear if there's anything you want else you want us to talk about or topics because, uh, you know, we enjoy deep dives. So until next week, uh, we'll talk to you later. Yeah.